Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 2, The Royal Captive by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 4, Missing. Across the city of Sandopolis, Milo hurtled up to the roof terrace to find the others. He was waving their talk a listener. Everyone, he burst out. The others turned and looked at him, startled. What is it? asked Sophie. Is it the princess? Yes, cried Milo. She's just contacted us. She's in trouble. Prince Igor. She mentioned a place called Mudtown, but before I could contact her, the connection went dead. So she is the girl, said Zav. I knew it. Prince Igor is after the throne. Anna and Demaria, go to the palace and see what's happening. Quickly, Zelly cried. The two parrots zoomed away to the palace gardens, where they were met by a charm of hummingbirds, gesturing urgently. The hummingbirds had grouped together in an arrow formation and their iridescent bodies formed a flashing signal. They had witnessed the princess's kidnap. They signalled towards the swamp where the dragon Clarence lived. They were acting on Clarence's instructions. He must see Zelly. It was urgent. The king would send for the children and Zelly must slip away to see the dragon. The parrots chirruped their understanding and the cloud of hummingbirds shimmered away. Anna and Demaria zoomed back to report to the sleuths. A very short time later, an armed guard was escorting all five children, as well as the twins' mother, Dr Flavia Sinclair, back to the palace. They were swept into the royal meeting room, where the anxious king and queen waited, desperate for news about Rochenda's whereabouts. She's completely disappeared, King Lucio was saying, wringing his hands with worry. He looked like he had aged ten years. You were her friends, he turned to the children. Do you know anything? Please tell us you know something, cried Queen Aurelia. My poor little girl. And she choked back her sobs. Milo stepped forward to speak. And as he did so, Zelly and Zav crept silently away, led by Anna. Yes, we do, Your Highness, said Milo. She called for help. We gave her a talk a listener so we could keep in touch. He held up his device so the king and queen could see it. Richenda just had time to contact us and tell us she was in trouble. We tried to contact her, but there was no answer. The adults were looking very worried. And, continued Milo, we think we know where she's gone. Before the connection broke, she mentioned Mudtown. The king gasped and Queen Aurelia went white. The North, she said. Then we are too late, cried Lucio. She will be aboard ship by now and we can do nothing officially. Our soldiers cannot go to Mudtown, let alone arrest Prince Igor on a charge of kidnapping. It would be absurd, especially on such flimsy evidence as a child's toy. He sighed heavily. It's not a toy, muttered Milo crossly, but the king didn't hear him. The situation with Prince Igor is... King Lucio searched for the right word. Delicate. We understand, said the twins' mother, but perhaps we could help unofficially. Unofficially? repeated King Lucio. Yes, she replied. I have family 
up in Frenchtown in the north, very near Mudtown. We could visit them on a family holiday and do some investigating while we're there. The king and queen looked at each other. We have no other choice, King Lucio sighed. I cannot risk the fragile peace I have with Igor by sending soldiers or official spies. But we must do something, cried the queen. I can't lose another child, Lucio. I can't. Yes, we must act. The king turned to Flavia. Please do not put yourselves in danger, but if you could gather any information that may help us find Rochenda, we will be eternally grateful. That's settled. We'll leave with tonight's tide, said Flavia. Captain Jet Wheeler is our good friend. I'm sure he will take us in the Golden Ram. Thank you, whispered Queen Aurelia. You are very, very kind. Please find my daughter. And with that, they all bowed and left the room. But where had Zelie and Zav been all this time? Well, Anna had led them through the darkened gardens to Clarence's swamp. It was almost pitch black, as Rosina's obscurity spell still lay over the whole area. The dense foliage only added to the sinister darkness, but Anna led them forward confidently, following the shimmer of hummingbirds to the swampy cave where the ancient dragon was waiting for them. Clarence looked even older than the hundreds of years he must already have lived. His battered, leathery skin had the brittle texture of leaves in winter, with patches of brown almost overtaking the once shiny bottle-green scales. He looked exhausted. Miss Zelly Sinclair, he sighed, inclining his drooping head at Zelly, who bobbed a quick curtsy. Zav had stayed back, wary of the dragon and keeping a sharp lookout. I see my friends have guided you safely to me. And he smiled at the glistening group of colourful birds who hummed gently back at him. He waved a gnarled claw and they fluttered away. I am sad to say that we meet again at a time of crisis. As you know, the princess has been captured. I was sent to protect her and I failed. But you will not make the same mistake. And Clarence's amber eyes flashed. But what happened? asked Zelly. How did they do it? Look around you, my child, the dragon replied, gesturing at the heavy darkness which clung to everything like a thick black cobweb spun by an overgrown spider. An obscurity spell, a strong one. I fought it with all my might, but I could not defeat it. I simply did not have the strength. The Countess's powers have grown. Oh, yes, she has fully mastered the evil arts now. I had a dream about her, said Zelie. I saw her plotting with Igor. Clarence looked sharply at her. Igor will stop at nothing to seize the throne. Will you help me, Miss Zelie of the House of Sinclair? Of course, Zelie replied. I'll do anything. Then let us lift this enchantment together. With two of us combining our powers, we should be able to remove it. Close your eyes and channel all your concentration, absolutely every drop of it. Picture light, happiness, a place of joy. Hold on to that image. Don't let it go. Fill your mind and heart with it. Now. Zelie did as the dragon commanded, closing her eyes tightly and picturing bright sunshine streaming in through the window of a kitchen filled with light. 
the smell of freshly baked bread and the sound of her family and friends laughing and talking to each other at a million miles an hour. She couldn't help but smile broadly, feeling the light on her face, even in the gloom of her surroundings. Suddenly, the swamp wasn't gloomy anymore. The obscurity spell had been lifted, and, as she opened her eyes, she saw the final wisps of it floating away. I knew you had magic in you, said the dragon with quiet satisfaction. Do not underestimate your powers, Miss Zelly, but there is much more you must learn. You will go north to seek the princess. There you must contact Joletta. She will expect you. Trust Joletta and your family, but no one else. Zelly nodded. Thank you, Clarence. The dragon looked at her, his honey-coloured eyes softening as his frail body sagged. Good luck, Miss Zelly. And with that, he turned and creaked his way back into his cave. Zelly and Zav rejoined the others as they left the royal meeting room. Anna and Damaria were zooming happily above their heads, delighted that daylight had returned and the blue sky was once more stretched out above them. Everyone was talking about their trip to Frenchtown to find the princess. I haven't been there for years, Flavia was saying. It's where you all used to live, isn't it? asked Sophie. Yes, we were forced to flee many years ago, Flavia sighed. But some of the family refused to leave. My parrot keeps me in touch with my cousins who still live there. Why did they stay and you and Pa leave? asked Zav. In the old times there were fierce battles at sea, and after that, chaos, Flavia replied. Many people struggled to survive and were forced to leave, but others decided to stay and hope for better times. We wanted you all to grow up in a place of safety and freedom, so we came to Sandopolis. But everyone must be free to make their own choices. The children were curious to know more. The adults hardly ever mentioned the North, and now here they were, about to go there on an adventure. Why has Prince Igor taken Rachenda to Mudtown? asked Sam. Prince Igor is well known in the North, explained Flavia. It's where his family, the House of Barbosa, is from, so he has many friends there. Frenchtown is the capital, and it's very well protected by a fort. There's also the Great River, which provides a perfect getaway. Mudtown is one of the smaller towns, but I'm sure it will be well guarded, she frowned. It won't be easy to find the princess, but we must try. A message had been sent for Captain Wheeler, and he was waiting for them when they arrived back. He listened to the plan and stood up immediately to prepare his ship. Right, everyone, said Zelly, let's get packed. We've got a princess to rescue. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more adventures in Chapter 5, Off to the North. Check out the interactive map on our website, supersleuths.net. Want to read along? Supersleuths Book 2, The Royal Captive, is available now on Kindle. Enjoyed today's chapter? Why not rate our podcast? See you next time.